Hi everyone and welcome again to the Money Mentors Podcast. My name is Glenn Fairburn and I'm here with my co-host Nathan Lear. Um, the objective of this podcast is to improve financial literacy and awareness. Uh, we're brought to you by Hewilson Private Wealth, one of Australia's leading independent private wealth management firms. Um, today Nathan and I are going to have a bit of a chat about um, interest rates, in particular whether people should fix or or go variable. Um, we have a pretty good discussion, so we hope you enjoy it. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Money Mentors podcast. So uh, one, of, one of the age-old questions that people ask and um, what often comes back to us is should you fix your home loan or leave it on a, a variable interest rate? So obviously this affects a lot of people out there that either uh, whether they're purchasing their first property or have or have a, have a loan basically against, and it doesn't have to be a property, it can be a loan really for, for anything. Um, so looking at some of the statistics in, in more recent times, CanStar who is uh, basically a financial comparison site put out some statistics recently that in July 2016, 64% of people uh, searching interest rates on their website were looking for a fixed rate. Um, now, fast forward to early 2018, uh, 86% of people are looking for a fixed rate. Obviously, these are you know quite high numbers. So I guess, Glenn, I'll throw it over to you. Why do you think that that, that such a high percentage of people are looking into fixed rates. I think, I mean, obviously interest rates have been so low within Australia and overseas for, for a number of years now, I suppose post-global financial crisis, rates, rates fell quite significantly. Um, and they're probably looking at, it as, at a situation where it's been low for such a long time that maybe the, you know, the good times might be over, so to speak. And, and obviously we're reading a lot more now about rates rising in the US. So I think that there's perhaps a somewhat of a, fear or concern that the same may be happening here, whether it's in the next 12 months or two years, that rates might start to rise. So people try to, I suppose, play that interest rate game where they're trying to hedge their bets a little bit and maybe get a little bit of certainty with their repayments or maybe they're just being driven by fear of interest rates rising back up again to that sort of average rate of around the sort of 6 to 7% mark. Do you think if people are looking at the, the numbers, and obviously it changes all the time, but if there's, for example, a three in front of the interest rate, they're thinking, regardless of what happens to interest rates, that, that's deal. too good not to, to I, take up. I think that's right. I mean, I think a lot of the banks at the moment have quite attractive fixed rates, even for three to five years where, you, you know, it's got a three in front of it, even if it's a four in front of it. Um, I suppose a lot of borrowers out there still remember the times where rates were probably double where they are now. So maybe they are prepared to um, have a bit of a compromise or, or, or lock those rates in just to give them absolute certainty because it is still very attractive. I mean, for anyone who's had a loan longer than 10 years, they probably still remember rates creeping towards double digits. So if you can lock in a rate at below 4%, for a lot of people, maybe that's very attractive. Definitely, definitely. So um, CanStar, the, the, the website that I just mentioned, the financial comparison site, they also did some analysis on basically, are you better off with a variable or fixed rate back over the last 20 years and they looked yeah. at it basically on a one, three and five year uh, rate and, and basically without kind of going into too much detail about the article, it basically showed that if it's 50-50, like you're yeah. probably no better off or no worse off if you fix your loan. 
Um, it probably depends on what time, for, like when you're looking at that analysis, isn't it? Because it, it's a real tricky one because uh, I, I was just chatting to you before about sort of my experience um, prior to the global financial crisis where obviously the economy was growing quite strongly, interest rates were quite high. Um, and at the time, there was concern that interest rates would get back up into the double-digit rates and people were looking at locking in at 8 9% because of that concern. And we all know what's happened since then where rates have you know, gone down to below 4%. Um, so it, it, I suppose it depends on what period you're looking at and what, what the peak and trough was because over that 10-year period, you're probably better off, you know, if you had fixed 10 years ago at quite a high rate, um, assuming that you, you fixed in for a long period of time, you probably wouldn't be too happy with that outcome. Um, but I think, yeah, it's a real difficult one because quite often you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. But I, I think that, you know, generally from my experience, the a lot of the research shows that you're actually better off going variable. Um, yeah, so obviously the information out of that research is interesting, but it's a, just a really difficult one to pin down, isn't it? Yeah, yeah this one, it definitely basically said it's 50-50, but one, one thing it did say was over a five-year rate, over the last 20 years, you were probably worse off from fixing, but if it was yeah. a shorter-term fix, one or three years, it wasn't as much of an impact. So once again, it depends on how long you fix for, what time period you're talking about, and look, at the end of the day, like we, we speak about a lot, it's unless you know what interest rates are going to do, and it's that's a very really difficult hard thing. to predict. It's a very difficult thing to predict. I mean, in, no, in a normal situation, I mean, obviously the banks, they'd probably like to think they're not silly and they're, they're looking at, okay, what's the environment likely to be over the next two, three, five years and therefore setting their fixed rate amounts based on what they think interest rates might look like over a period of time. Um, and I think most people would agree that, you know, in the next over the next two years, there probably will be uh, rate rises. We've spoken about that a few times. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's a real difficult. I think it's hard to just like predicting currencies. It's hard to predict interest rate movements because it wasn't that long ago where we probably thought that, in particular in the US, rates would rise a lot quicker than what they have, and they just haven't. So you could lock in a rate which potentially could be higher than the variable rate right now, thinking that it's a good deal because rates might rise. But if they don't, for whatever reason, um, then maybe you aren't better off in that situation. Mm. Definitely definitely a very difficult thing to predict. So let's um, let's have a, a think about some of the, the benefits or pros and cons of fixed and variable. Perhaps I'll kick it off with, with fixed rate loans. So some of the, the benefits of fixing your loan is the, probably the main thing is just the certainty of repayments. So if you maybe have a tight budget and you know you can't afford any kind of, if interest rates do go up and you just can't, it's going to break you, you can't afford it. Maybe in that example, you'd be best to, to, to fix your rate or lock in your rate. I think that would be one of the probably number one reasons why you would want to fix. I think if you're trying to get the best possible outcome and trying to play the interest rate market, you can't really win in that situation. But as you were saying, I, I think the number one reason why you'd want to fix your interest rate is that if you've you know, perhaps stretched yourself with your loan repayment, um, you know, you've gone out, bought a property, you've borrowed pretty much as much as you can and a rate rise would really stretch that budget even further. So I think you've almost got to put aside the fact that, yeah, maybe I could be better off going variable because rates might fall because there's probably a greater risk to you if rates rise. Um, I think that risk probably offsets the benefit that you might get 
through a um, interest rate reduction perhaps definitely um and that'd be our advice to anybody that's feels like they're stretched and they just can't afford um to make additional repayments but they can afford it at the current variable rate a current fixed rate whatever is being offered well then maybe that's the best solution for them and i think also just on that with regards to fixing rates there's probably different scenarios depending on whether it's an interest rate for a home that you're living in and also an investment because when you're looking at an investment where you've perhaps relying on if it's rental income from a property covering the repayments then maybe that might be another situation where you lock in that rate because you you know what rental return you're getting so you can try and get some greater certainty with that investment outcome because as we've spoken about a few times one of the greatest risks when you're borrowing for investment purposes is one obviously rates go up um, and there's a greater shortfall between your repayments and what you're receiving in income or if there's a period where you're not receiving as much income as what you'd planned so but i think in that situation from an investment perspective that's where a fixed rate can perhaps provide a little bit more certainty um, of outcome sure sure so glenn with the some of the, the the cons or negative side of fixing your loan what would you say the the major things there well, i think the number one is um the the potential of missing out on, on rate cuts so that's yep. probably the the main one um but I suppose depending on what sort of loan you've got in place, one of the main reasons perhaps why you wouldn't want to fix 100% of your loan is that you probably lose a little bit of flexibility. Um, Definitely. You know, there might be penalties for you to make additional repayments. You might not be able to refinance if there's another loan deal that, that, that's looking attractive. Um, so quite often having a fixed loan just takes away a lot of that flexibility because you if you're able to accumulate a little bit of cash and you want to tip it against your loan, um, you may not be able to do that without penalty with with a fixed um, rate loan. That 100% agree, especially, uh, I don't know, a couple of examples. Let's say you receive an inheritance or you get a pay rise yeah, exactly. and, and yeah. you want to put more of that money onto the loan because obviously that's going to be better for you in the long run if you're paying down the loan, yeah, paying less interest. So I guess, you know, that's why banks like probably like fixed loans because they've got that that certainty. Yeah, and there could be break fees and all sorts of costs break by, fees, by paying yep. it out early or you, whatever it may be. You can't re, as you said, you can't you can't refinance. And let's say the bank you're with, or there's a competitor that has a, a very attractive rate to try and attract new customers. You, know, you can't refinance across to them. So if you're just, not happy with the service and you want to move banks, exactly, it could it be a really bad service. You, you yep. just don't have flex, as you said, flexibility. That's the you don't have really choice to make to move. I suppose that's where I would encourage our listeners that if they are looking at a fixed rate loan to really look at the terms and conditions and understand how much additional repayments can they make, are there break fees, what are the penalties in repaying early, all those sorts of factors can really, I think, I think give you just the information that you need to make that decision as to whether you do go fixed or variable. So just on, on, the, other, on the other side of the coin, I suppose, on a, on a variable rate loan, um, well, some of the benefits are kind of the opposite of what we just spoke about. You probably the big one for me, the big benefit is you have that flexibility to make additional repayments. If, like we said earlier, if you get a pay rise and you've got a bit of spare cash flow, yeah. put that on the loan, that's going to save you interest. That's going to you know, hopefully take years off the life of your loan. I'd probably say that's that's probably the, the first one. And like we were just speaking about before, the opposite of that, you've got flexibility to, to switch, look at competitors, get a better rate. Uh, probably more, fe- I think there's, there's known to be more features on variable loans like you know redraw offset accounts all these type of things yeah yep definitely um and maybe yeah glenn what would you say some of the the kind of negatives of a, of a variable loan well as you were saying i think it's the opposite to the fixed loan i mean the negatives of a variable if 
if the situation that many are predicting plays out, then obviously rates are likely to rise. So the negative in that situation is that you're exposed to movements in interest rates. rates. That's Higher right. interest rates, yeah. Yep. And also, um, it's harder to, it is harder to budget with a variable loan. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You might sit yeah. down at the start of the year and uh, do your budget and that's factoring in X amount of money to repay and loan repayments, but that could, that could go up sharply yeah. it could even come down to benefit you but it's, it's just harder to budget i think that's where people can can lose out because they, they might be variable and then their motivation to look at fixed is because rates are already going up and a lot of the time you, you, you're sort of playing catch up in that situation um so i think that yeah i think you're right that that's one of the major issues with variable is that it can any movement in interest rates can affect your um your day-to-day budget so one Glenn, I'll ask you your comments on one one potential thing that it, that that people can do if they, um, I guess, want to hedge their bets a little bit. They could they can split part of their loan variable, part of it fixed. What yeah. would you say to someone thinking about doing that? I think that's the the right advice. I mean, that, that it doesn't have to be black and white. You can have a, bit, a little bit of grey in there as well. I mean, there's nothing wrong with going down a bit of a hybrid model where you might have, like, for example, to give you the flexibility, you may have a variable um, loan applied to 50% of your total loan and maybe fixing the balance over you know a period of time. So at least under that scenario, you've got the flexibility that you can make additional repayments. You're not fully exposed to rate rises. And, and I suppose in that situation, you're probably getting the best of both worlds. Um, I think it's always dangerous to look at a 100% fixed rate loan unless you need absolute certainty. Um, I mean, you know, the, the information that, that you provided before as far as analysis goes, I mean, I, I, I honestly think that in the last 10 years, you're probably better off variable. As you said, it's 50-50. Um, but if you want the best of both worlds, then there's nothing wrong with splitting the loan part into variable, part into fixed. Yeah, especially, I mean, like we just said, said before, especially when interest rates are, are very low, it does make it more appealing to, to look at fixing part of it as yeah. shown by you know, some of those statistics in terms of the searches people are doing, um, especially if, let's say it's for investment purposes and let's say you've got a three point something percent uh, loan interest rate and, you know, you've got an investment which yeah, might, it's pretty attractive, isn't might it? be generating X amount of income which might be higher than that or, or return higher than that. It is it is compelling, um, but I, I do tend to agree with you that, that well, this is probably a personal view, but fixing 100% of it, I, I just think is dangerous because... Mm you are kind of somewhat making a bit of a... You're probably making a bit of a call on what rates are going to do. And yeah. I mean, a lot of people have been saying that rates are going to be going up for a long... Globally, going to be going up... For, should have gone up a long time ago and they've been stubbornly low. And um, also people are expecting rates to go back up to the 6 7% average. I mean, it depends who you talk to, but a, a lot of um, you know market observers are saying that that norm is now different because the amount of leverage in the global system is a lot higher like if you just look at our domestic economy the the, num- the the amount of debt that we have against our property is obviously a lot higher than what it was 10 years ago so arguably the rate rises that are required to make a difference aren't as substantial as perhaps what they were before the gfc so if you're sort of thinking our oh, rates are at four percent at the moment the, the long-term average is seven percent i want to hedge against that risk it may ne- it may not get up that to that level anytime soon. So it's a really difficult one, I think, to to predict. There's no doubt about that. Do you think uh, the risk of banks 
out of cycle rises is an issue or well it's already been, it's been happening hasn't it we, we've seen that um in more recent times where the banks are really tightening up on interest only loans and that's probably another thing for people to look at don't just look at the interest rate variable versus fixed as far as a deal i mean if you've got investment properties or or loans that are on interest only i mean from what i've seen with with clients going through this situation at the moment there can be some really good deals available to switch to principal and interest repayments mm. and, and that can be quite lucrative you know it could be half a percent um so there's a number of different things to look at as far as you know getting the best possible interest rate arrangement yeah that's right and depending on the objective of the of the finance the loan um yeah whether you whether it is a um, principal interest or interest only loan there there's some things you really need to think about and the other thing i was going to say just in relation to fixed rates is that if you're looking at a property purchase now and you're factoring in you know let's just say it's a five-year fixed rate um and, and you're comfortable within your budget based on that interest rate I think you still need to factor in that rates may be higher in five years than where they are now um, and not necessarily just focus on the fact that that interest rate may be the same rate for the term of the loan. So even though you're you're fixing it in for five years, it's likely that your loan is going to be a lot longer than that. So I think think it's, as we always say, important to factor in a a little bit of um, leeway within your budget to make sure that you are taking into account the fact that rates may rise over the next, you know, three to five years. Would, would you be more inclined if you borrowed money for investment purposes, would you be more inclined to fix it at a low rate? And the reason I say that is because unlike a non-deductible home loan where you're probably not kind of striving as much to pay down the balance, mm. you might withdraw some money for investment and just be happy to maintain that balance of the loan, would you be more inclined to fix that loan? Potentially because it's a higher risk strategy. Arguably, you know, borrowing for investment purposes is higher risk than perhaps borrowing for a house to live in, arguably. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's probably a valid point that perhaps with investment, it may be more of an in- incentive or attraction to, to fix in the rates. Because as I was saying, you, you know what income you're getting from those investments um, perhaps having greater certainty around what your costs may might be um, just gives you a little bit more comfort. I was going to ask you, Glenn, if you had any advice to um, somebody who asked you that question, should you fix have a fixed or variable loan? But I think it's probably not a fair question because I think it depends on what the purpose of the borrowing is. Is it is it investment? Is it to buy a principal place of residence? What yeah. their you know, what there's their no cash, what their cash flow is like. Yeah, I think there's no one size fits all. You really have to look at each individual situation. That's what makes this discussion really difficult because we're sort of talking in general terms. But the reason for that is because everyone's situation is so different, um, and everyone's appetite's different. I mean, some people are more prepared to take a little bit more risk with interest rates and maybe stay variable or, or fixed, whereas other people are more conservative and would prefer more certainty. Um, so, so that's where I would really encourage people to consider their own situation, speak to their advisor, map out what sort of certainty they need um, before making any decisions because I think we're, we both agree that trying to time interest rates, it's just impossible, isn't it? Oh, definitely. I, I mean, like, like we say about a lot of things, trying to time investment markets, interest rates, currencies, it's a very hard thing to do. So just before we wrap up, I think we'll just finish off with a couple of uh, tips. So... I think if you are looking to take out a loan and you're considering fixed variable, def- definitely uh, my advice would be negotiate the rate with your bank because we do know that banks often do have 
wriggle room to to move. So, I mean, if you don't ask the question, you'll never know. Yeah, you might be able to get a better rate. I, I know there is a lot of the, the the banks or financial institutions do have you know, various packages out there, like you know the, whether it's a medical or a professional package, where quite often the rate can be uh, significantly lower. Um, I think we've spoken a lot about, you know, we spoke a little bit about should you, you know, could you, should you split the loan? And I think that, so part fixed, part variable, I think that really depends on, on my view is like you just said, depends on the individual and their circumstances. Um, just a, a general, a general piece of advice, pay off more than the minimum. I think if you get out a loan and unless it's a hundred percent fixed, uh, our advice would be pay off as much of the the loan as you can so pay more over and above what the minimum repayments are yeah and an extension on that is that i mean although unlikely if rates do fall maintain your repayment because it just means that a higher amount of what you're paying is going towards principal i think a lot of people sort of view interest rate cuts as a bit of a um a bit of a win and and increase their lifestyle accordingly just maintain your repayments mm. And probably more of a personal opinion, but I wouldn't fix all of a loan unless I really had to. From no, I'd, a, I'd probably be the same on that, to be honest. Yeah, I, I could understand if it was maybe for investment purposes and you want to keep the principal, uh, you want to keep the, the loan balance high because you might get the tax deduction benefits. But if it's, for example, for a, a resident, principal place of residence, I, I wouldn't want to fix 100% of the loan. Um, Glenn, have you got any, before we kind of wrap up, have you got any other tips that you'd offer to our listeners? No, I think I'd just echo your what your comments were, is just do the research, look at, because there's different if you if you are looking at perhaps fixing part of your loan just look at a number of different banks because they all have different appetites for loans over varying periods of time so you may be able to get a better rate from one bank than what you would do from another um and i suppose lastly just don't try and time Mm. what interest rates might be you can't beat that market i think Mm. the banks have more resources than what you do (laughs) when they're trying to predict what interest rates might do over the next you know period of time Okay, Glenn, well, we'll wrap up there. So thanks everybody for listening. But just to quickly summarize, obviously with a, we're in a record low interest rate environment. So fixed rate loans are quite attractive at the moment. So that is driving a lot more interest, uh, people looking into them. Um, the, the, the analysis does show that it is very difficult to you know, get it right. Um, we, we looked at the, some of the pros and cons of fixed loans and also the, the pros and cons of the variable loans. Um, and hopefully, you know, left you with a, a couple of things to consider if you are looking to take out that fixed or variable loan. So thanks again, once again, for listening and we look forward to having you next week. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of the Money Mentors podcast. Um, please remember to check out Hewison Private Wealth at our website, which is www.hewison.com.au. You can also find us on the various social media platforms, so Facebook, LinkedIn and Twitter. Just search Hewison Private Wealth. Um, as always, we'd also appreciate if you subscribe to the podcast, um, rate and review, and, and also shoot us through an email with any suggestions or comments. Um, our email address is moneymentors at Look forward to speaking to you all again next week. Thanks again.